The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's up, Tiger fans? We are back on the Tigers Basketball Podcast. I am your interim host, Evan Barnes. I'm usually your Tigers football beat writer, your interim Grizzlies beat writer, but I am feeling once again in for our great host, Mark Giannato, who is still enjoying his second son. But now I'm going to fill in, and I'm joined by the, as I said last week, the incomparable, the musically inclined, and unfortunately the World Series-bound fan, Jason Munns, our Tigers basketball beat writer. Jason, how are you doing I'm good, man. Those Braves, they, uh, they, uh, they did it. Um, I, I, I was, I was, uh, white knuckling it the whole way. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think, uh, unfortunately for your Dodgers, they just, they got too many injuries. They, they got hit by the injury bug really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the game. I mean, you know, that's why I always say, and you would know this being an ATL fan that, you get one championship in a run, you take it, and you run with it because you have no idea if you can get two, no matter how good the team is. So I'll always have 2020, but right now it looks like you guys and Dusty Baker's Houston Astros, who I have a bit of bitterness towards, are going to be battling as we record this on Tuesday. They'll be battling game one tonight. So you enjoy, and you also get to, you know, are enjoying the start of this exciting Tigers men's basketball season with the first exhibition, um, which was – Last Sunday, it was uh, sounded like it was a good atmosphere. So we're going to jump right into it. What did you think of the first look at this Memphis team facing Lemoyne Owen and uh, Bonzi Wells as head coach over there? It was it was good. Um, it, you know, you 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 take everything uh, with these exhibition games uh, with a grain of salt, um, just because you know, like the biggest, uh, like like Lemoyne Owen's. Uh, front court is, you know, we're talking about like six five, six six uh, guys, and 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 it's just not, it's just not a, a, a fair deal, really, uh, to them. Um, you know, that obviously they they want to play the game, but it's just you you can only put so much stock into the numbers and the uh, uh, the 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 statistics and all that stuff. It just it's um, it's kind of apples and oranges from that standpoint, but it was, it was, you know, it was the first, it was this team's first chance to be on the court against another team, regardless of what level that team is at. Um, and so uh, from that standpoint, I thought they looked really good. It was, it was, uh, it was good to see Jalen Duran, um, you know, catching just lob after lob. And, and, uh, you know, I think that's going to be his role, um, they, they, some of the guys have talked about it, um, leading up to this season, they've talked about just how much easier it makes their job having somebody like him down low. Uh, I was talking to Lester Quinones back in the summer and he was telling me that they were calling him Kawhi, uh, <laughs> because of how big his hands are. Um, and I think, you know, that, that, they, they, that was the plan for, for James Wiseman, uh, we all know how that turned out. So this is kind of the their their redo of that. Um, you know, they finally have somebody who uh, 
uh, uh, who who they can trust to be a dependable, you know, dominant type guy uh, in, in the post. And, and, and he showed that off. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, I do, I do want to point out though, that, uh, the, you know, we say you can only put so much stock into what you see in an exhibition game. Memphis wins this game 105 to 57, uh, two years ago, it should be pointed out that Memphis beat Lemoyne Owen 88 to 63. Mm. So, that hmm. was the, I mean, James Wiseman did not play in that game. Right, um, right. Matter of, fact, matter of fact, let me look and see who did play in that game. Uh, That's it. That is interesting. I, I did not realize that the margin of victory was was wider. And again, we should note, we'll obviously get into who didn't play this game, but they won by a much more considerable margin this time. Yeah, right. They they win by almost, uh, let's see, what did I say? 105.57. So what is that? 50, 48 points? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it was like that margin of victory was cut in half two years ago, pretty much. And and everybody but James Wiseman played. It looks like uh, Precious had 21 points. Boogie had 18. DJ had 11. Uh, Lester had nine. You know, so so their 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 guys did play. I mean, Damian Ball uh, doesn't look like he played. Uh, but Tyler Harris played. Alex Lomax played. Uh, Lance Thomas played 15 minutes in that game. So, like, you know, it wasn't like they were holding out a ton of people. The only one that missed the game was James Wiseman, and uh, uh, at the time they were telling us it was an ankle deal. So, um, uh, but you know, I think that's that's you know at least something interesting uh, to look at. That you know, this year it was it was a much more decisive, uh, uh, dominant showing uh, for the Memphis Tigers. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it was it was without a few guys uh, that they, they were they were missing a few guys this time around. Yeah, well let's let let's get into the guys who who didn't play because it seemed like that was as much of the story as you know how Jalen Duran looked, how Alo looked, you know Malcolm Dandridge. Let let's get into the guys who didn't play. Um, we saw Imani Bates. I believe you rep- reported that it was a, a a thigh injury, right, for Imani yeah. Bates. Yeah, it, 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 the way the way Penny described it was a deep thigh bruise said that he had been kneed uh, during a practice. He had been kneed in the thigh by a teammate. So um, that's, yeah, that's that's the report on him. Yeah, and then uh, Landers Nolly didn't play. Did we get a report on Landers Nolly? Yep. Uh, Penny said that uh, both he and Jonathan Lawson were out of the game due to disciplinary reasons, and he didn't elaborate any further on that. Um, but he called those – he called – uh, you know, the reason he gave for, for, for Landers and Jonathan uh, sitting out was uh, disciplinary. Interesting, interesting. And then Chandler Lawson, it seems like there's some things going on with, with him uh, related to Oregon. Am I correct? Is that what we've heard? Yeah, that's the, that's the one that um, is really kind of, you know, I know, I know Memphis fans, uh, you know, Memphis fans are, are kind of, uh, uh, you know, paranoid, I guess, after the way things transpired two years ago about, you know, any time a big name guy is not doesn't play in a game, they kind of get looking over their shoulder a little bit. And, and that's understandable. Um, but, you know, I, I asked Penny point blank in the in the postgame press conference. I said, I said. Uh, you know, I wanted to I wanted to get 
specific with uh, the way my question was, the way the question was posed to Penny Hardaway. So, so he had already kind of answered a couple of questions about why uh, this guy was sitting out, why that guy was sitting out, but nobody had asked, um, had specifically asked whether Imani Bates and Jonathan Lawson had been cleared um, for mm-hmm. for freshman participation. And so that's what I did. I asked, I, I said, I said, so Imani and, and Jonathan are both cleared by the NCAA. And he said they were. Um, and so, so, you know, that's good news. Um, but he did say that there is an, I guess, an eligibility concern with Chandler Lawson. Uh, the way he phrased it was that they were still awaiting a decision from the University of Oregon. Hmm. He was he was asked again uh, by someone else, um, you know, what that exactly means. He said he wasn't well enough versed on the subject to to go into it any further. Um, but that they were that they were quote waiting on a decision from Oregon. So what exactly that is, we don't know. I have my thoughts on on what it is. It sounds like something academic in nature. Um, it sounds like maybe there was a test that uh, he took or or a class that he took that I don't know if the credit isn't transferring or if there have been concerns raised uh by Oregon about you know maybe a test that he took or something like that I again this is just speculation I don't know for sure um but but what we do know is that uh they are waiting on some sort of decision from the University of Oregon uh that that is that is keeping uh Chandler Lawson off the floor Interesting, very interesting. And yes, we know that that Memphis fans naturally are going to look at that and say, hey, what's going on? Is there something there's is there another shoe that's going to drop from this? Um, and that's natural. I mean, you, you have to understand with, you know, with teams this good in Memphis, there's always been a case of like what's going to happen next. It's bad. I mean, I, I don't know if it's what I can't remember what the term is for, like always worrying about like the other shoe dropping. It, it's not paranoia, it's uh, pessimism. There's pessimism. But it's a healthy yeah. pessimism because it's happened before. I mean, like you said, two years ago, James Wiseman, out with an ankle injury, didn't play in the Bahamas. And then, obviously, we know the the, the snowball effect from what happened with him. So there is reason to be concerned, it seems. But, obviously, the big the bigger concerns being Amani Bates, Landers, and Ollie, you know, their status. It sounds like those situations will be rectified much sooner, which is good. So that that is a a positive sign there. So let, let's get back to the game a little bit. Obviously, we're not going to get into stats. You know, obviously, from from me covering the Grizzlies, the exhibition games, you look more for people. You look for people who what do they do well? You know, what are some trends you can maybe look to see? Um, what did you notice in this game that stood out as far as just on the floor things that people can look for and say, hey, this is something to watch for this Tigers team. I mean, you know, you look at rotations, you look at lineups, uh, different things like that. And I mean, this it's just it's kind of scary when you when you take what we saw and you factor in the uh, uh, you you take into account the fact that. You didn't have Imani Bates, you didn't have last season's leading scorer, Landers Nolly, you didn't have a 
third-year college player who spent his last two years at Oregon and Chandler Lawson who's coming back home. You didn't have a top 100 recruit in Jonathan Lawson. Uh, he wasn't available, and yet you still were able to run out 10, 11, 12 guys deep, uh, and and it, it looked the way it was supposed to look. It looked like you would expect a preseason top 15 team to look. Um, it was, it was for the most part, guys were playing in rhythm. There was, there was a rhythm. There was a, uh, a confidence that hasn't necessarily been there all the time, uh, over the last couple of years. I mean, you know, maybe over the last six weeks, two months of the season, uh, last year when they were going through the NIT and stuff like that, you know, you could see that they kind of turned a corner in terms of confidence and, 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 um, uh, uh just, you know, self-assuredness. They weren't thinking as much. They were just reading, reacting, playing uh, a lot, a lot, you know, looser. Uh, that came across to me uh, this past week against Lemoyneau, and there was there was a. It wasn't as much of, you know, the 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 guys weren't trying to, weren't having to process as much. It was like playing together and playing in, uh, uh, within Penny's system um, was like second nature at this point. And that's a good sign. That's a really, really good sign. Um, so that was a big thing that I thought was, was good. Um, there was, there was a good amount of chemistry. Um, it looked like even with the newcomers, Jalen Duran, um, uh, Earl Timberlake, um, uh, you know, John Camden, Josh Minot, the other freshmen, it looked like there was a good amount of, uh, uh, you know, chemistry and and people being on the same page. Um, so that's those those were the things that I thought that stood out. Even without the other guys, uh, it, it looked like it was it looked like you would want it to lo- to look. Um, so yeah, that was that was I thought all encouraging. Yeah, I, I think one of my one of my biggest concerns and that I've been talking to our our our, our preps writer Carrie Thompson about this is that one of the things we agree is that this team is a it's a different team and there's more veterans on it. There's guys who understand what Penny system is, guys who have come through, you know, what Memphis is about. And I think that makes this team a little bit more um promising than two years ago because instead of just having a bunch of freshmen that you're building around you have a bunch of freshmen as well as veterans who kind of just have a sense of what's needed like guys like lester alo um and i think that and landers and landers and deandre williams too but i think that helps me reassure thinking okay this team is it might be something because if if, if push comes to shove those older guys have enough respect based on their reps where guys can trust so it's good the chemistry look good i think that's probably a big plus um I thought Malcolm Dandridge, from what you were you were tweeting about, Malcolm Dandridge looked like he is uh, healthier than he's been since he left East. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, I I, I thought he looked fantastic. He's he's uh, looks like he's trimmed down and toned up a little bit, um, which you know I mean, let's face it, uh, he was dealing with you know pretty significant lingering knee issues, and I'm sure it's hard to. Uh, it's hard enough to play, but I'm sure it's uh, uh, also difficult to, um, you know, uh, do everything that needs to be done conditioning-wise to stay in tip-top form with bad knees. So get the knees healthy. He's able to uh, get in better shape. 
and it all sort of comes together. It looked like it came. It's it's it looks like it's beginning to come together uh, based on his performance. He scored 18 points. He was active. He was motivated. And really, that's the big thing with Malcolm Dandridge. The talent has never been a question. You know, I I I have had conversations with uh, people inside the program who've told who've been around. Uh, for for a while in the college game, who've told me that Malcolm Dandridge, from a potential standpoint, is is like is really really high, um, and it's just it what what holds him back is his uh, just sort of um, uh, like his effort level sometimes is is questionable, mm-hmm. uh, his commitment to everything that you that you need to do to be a good basketball player not just on game day it's like all the preparation and all that stuff that that has not always been uh you know like at at a at a high level for him so so if he can get you know now that he's healthy he's got that part figured out he's in better shape he's got that part figured out uh he's always had the talent if and it, and it looks to me like um, he does have his mind right, and if he does, well, then then th- there's a good chance that he's going to be a pretty significant contributor on this team. He's he's uh, got a chance to be the the primary backup to Jalen Duran, and uh, that's a pretty darn good backup if he checks all those other boxes. That's a really really good backup situation to have. It also frees up guys like DeAndre Williams and Chandler Lawson if he is able to get his stuff cleared up. Uh, to do other things, they can put DeAndre Williams at the four, at the three. Chandler Lawson, same deal. Um, Josh Minot, same deal. You don't have to have those guys come in and spell Jalen Duran at the five as much if you have somebody like Malcolm Dandridge that you can rely on who's dependable. That's interesting, and that gets that that gets to another question. I think is depth has obviously been one of the biggest talking points with this team. Is Who's going to be able to play? You, you've talked about how much Penny wants to stick to that nine to ten man rotation. Um, with this exhibition game coming up on Sunday, um, do you think that it'll be really more interesting to see kind of how that rotation looks if, you know, Imani Bates and if Landers and, and Jonathan Lawson can play? Do you think that that rotation gets a little bit more uh, either trickier to figure out or it gets a little bit more clear with this exhibition on Sunday? I don't think we're going to get any more clear any more clarity. Uh, because even even if those guys are brought in, but especially if those guys are brought in, it's going to look different than it did this past Sunday, and so it's going to be harder to tell exactly where Penny's you know head is at, what he what he's thinking as far as rotations and stuff. I still think he's in sort of a a, a, a trial mode here. Uh, I think he's. Um, you know, mixing and matching, seeing what works, see who works well with others, seeing if if what he's seeing in practice is going to translate uh, when they're facing other competition. So um, I don't think that we're going to get a ton more clarity. I think that's going to come closer to uh, like mid-November. I think that's when we're going to start to to get a better sense of how this is going to all play out. But it's going to be more... Um, you know, it's going to increase the sample size. We'll see how it compares to this past Sunday, um, and and draw try to draw some conclusions based on that. But I I really am not uh, uh, sold on the fact that um, 
regardless of who plays and who doesn't, I, I'm still not sold on the fact that it's going to mean a ton uh, come, you know, come come mid November, late November. For sure, for sure, and I think you know, and I'm and I'm I'm kind of seeing it with the Grizzlies now is that you know Taylor Jenkins is basically trying to figure out who's going to be the odd person out of his rotation because you have probably eleven guys right now and you're trying to find them in fit them into ten spots and Dylan Brooks not being healthy also makes it a little bit more tricky to see who's going to be in that ten. So it sounds like Penny Hardaway is going to have some uh, interesting decisions to make over the next month or so, even as the season begins. Um, we're getting closer and closer to that season beginning. Um, but let's go. Let's go ahead. And let, let's stick around. Let's end this up on on Sunday. Obviously, uh, Memphis will host another exhibition on Sunday at FedEx Forum at 1 p.m. It'll be on ESPN Plus. It'll be against Lane College and a a a player that, or excuse me, a coach that Memphis fans know and love very well, Andre Turner, aka the Little General. Um, it'll be a nice again. Should be a nice ovation for him and FedEx Forum, I'm sure, from the Tiger faithful. But obviously, um, there are other things for Memphis to be looking for. So if you can, really quick, three things Memphis fans should look for. Well, you're gonna be you're probably gonna write about this, but hey, what should Memphis fans look for in this exhibition against Lane College? Well, uh, I'm anxious to see uh, more Alex Lomax. I thought he looked really, really good against Lemoyne Owen at at uh, point guard um, Penny. Even before we knew Amani Bates was was out with an injury, he was saying that Alex Lomax was probably going to, or that that Amani was not going to play as much one as they had initially planned uh, for him to play. That he was going to play more two than than one. Um, not that he's not going to play the one sometimes. Not that he's even not going to start at the one uh, when he's healthy. But it does sound more and more like Alex Lomax is going to handle the bulk of the point guard duties. So uh, he looked pretty good to me at six points the other day, seven assists, four steals, um, a very uh, a very vintage Alex Lomax performance. Uh, only one turnover, though, so that was a positive. Um, so I, I want to see more of what he's, uh, you know, what he looks like. Um, uh, I'm also anxious to see uh, obviously we want to see, uh, if any of the four guys who sat out against Lemoyne Owen, if they're going to come back and how they're going to look, uh, I have my doubts that we'll see any of them really. Uh, I don't think that means anything necessarily. I just have my doubts. Um, maybe, maybe Jonathan Lawson, we'll see. Uh, but, um, so that's something, uh, I, I'd like to see how Malcolm Dandridge follows up his performance. I also think that it's going to be, uh, you know, something to keep an eye on is Earl Timberlake. He did not look very good against uh, uh, Lemoyne Owen, and it's not to, um, you know, there, I don't think anybody should panic on Earl Timberlake. The talent is there. He's a very, very talented player, um, and he's going to help this team win win quite a few games. But he looked uncomfortable, sort of out of sorts, out of sync, if you will, uh, 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 in the game the other day against Lemoyne Owen. He had seven turnovers. Um, and, and just, I think he only scored one, one basket. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I want to see if he bounces back, uh, what he looks like when he's right. Um, you know, and just see if he can get on the same page with everybody, uh, everybody this time around. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, speaking of Earl Turnblade, this is a funny stat just to show you how wacky plus minus is in a game like yeah. that. Earl Turnblade got a plus 20 on the floor. 
<laughs> despite everything you said, you know, only made one shot, seven turnovers. I, I just thought that was really funny how plus minus he had a, a, a plus 20 plus minus, and you're just like, yeah, plus minus is such a very tricky stat in some of these things. But uh, great stuff, Jason. Um, I'm going to be looking forward to that to see kind of how how Memphis looks. And this is this is their last. Uh, if I'm looking at the schedule right, their last exhibition. No. Yep, it's their last tune-up. They've got uh, yeah, it's Lane College as you mentioned. I talked to Andre Turner yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, he's he is stoked uh, to say the least. It's his gonna it's gonna be his debut as a collegiate coach, so um, it's it's gonna be against his his old uh, uh, program, and um, and and I know a lot of people are looking forward to to seeing him uh, on Sunday. But yeah, after after this game, they've got uh, uh, Tennessee Tech on November 9th. And then we're off. Uh, we're all, you know, we're off after that. It's, uh, it's, it's that's the 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 roller coaster. I don't know if roller coaster is the right word. The uh, <laughs> hopefully it won't be a roller coaster. The uh, the, the rocket ship take off on November 9th. Did you say rocket? I was going. I, I had rocket man on my head for a second. It's going to be a long, long time. But basketball's no, rocket ship. Rocket ship. Right. Yeah. I can't think of another rocket song right now to go with that. So well played, <laughs> but yeah, sounds good. Um, it should be fun. Obviously tire fans are going to get more excited. It'll be another fun Sunday at FedEx forum. Um, the Grizzlies play that Saturday. So it'll be a nice um, to actually, they play that Saturday and that Monday. So FedEx forum is going to be rocking. Um, yeah. Don't forget if you are a fan, make sure that you um, are back either fully vaccinated or that you take a test 72 hours before you arrive. Um, you can update your status through the Clear app, I believe. Um, FedEx Forum will have more details at his website. We're going to have a ton of coverage, of course, from Jason this week um, leading up to Sunday's exhibition. So you'll want to tune in to commercialappeal.com for that. But we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you all for listening. For, for Jason Munns, I'm Evan Barnes. And uh, yeah, basketball is, is, is here. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.